Yes, a bonus round, of course, with my Gen Z counterpart here, Sue. We haven't heard her talk about her project yet or her journey to art school. Thoroughly fascinating to see our next generation of thought leaders taking the reins of art and conceptualizing and producing healthy third spaces. And for Sue, it's centered around us as TCKs. Are you living or coming from a multicultural or cross-cultural journey in this life? Have you lived abroad for an extended amount of time? Have you married into another culture or are a product of a bicultural relationship? Hello, I'm Mike Sullivan and this is my TCK podcast where we answer ridiculous questions like, where are you from? But let's talk about, before we get further down the political hole, <laughs> the geopolitical <laughs> hole. But, but again, I love your generation, and you guys are so great to talk to about everything. Anyway, let's talk about art school. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you end up in art school? Oh, God. Okay. So I've loved art since I was, like, I could walk, you know? But the, um, I guess the conflict, I, the, the little spiel I have is that both my parents are doctors and they're very into that. My, my mom, it has like a PhD and my dad, he's, he's really great. Both of them are great, honestly, but, um, they've always had like this side interest for design, (laughs) surprisingly and when I was younger in their spare days in their in the weekends they would they would look into like those HGTV (laughs) design renovation shows and also just like buy um, they would look into estates and like lands and they buy it and renovate the house um, there and they would actually have me a part of the whole like plan and decision making and what I was eight years old and they were very kind of them to do that um and so I got to actually like I remember holding my iPad and I had like 3D planner downloaded and I was 10 years old and I was already drawing up little like floor plants and stuff and I was like this is so cool it's like sims I loved playing sims and I'm sure a lot of interior design students out there, they can relate to this. Playing Sims and playing house, it's always been that that thing that we love the most. I was like, mom, dad, like, I want to do design. My mom was super uh, supportive of it. Honestly, both of them were generally supportive. But obviously, as any other parents, they had doubts, (laughs) considering they're both doctors as well. They're like, are you sure you want to go through this? I could have gone into this path being a nepo baby to be honest um you know taking on to this uh medical field where both your parents are doctors and they know uh, existing connections but i think yeah that's an easy route but i told them like i'd rather do something i really like rather than like get a lot of money out of it maybe this is me saying it now i don't know if uh, it's fact or not but it's my experience and seeing them wanting and having their side hobby as, um, you know, design, you know, their spare times and 
their actual real jobs being doctors, I see that. Why aren't we pursuing things that we want to pursue and doing things that kind of making us borderline miserable? So that's why I chose art school and interior design. In the end, they were supportive, uh, but my dad was like, okay, but like, if you want to do design, why not just do an architect, like architect major? I'm like, no, dad, like what specifically it's like interior design. And I could go on deeper with how people view architecture and interior design very differently, but that's a, that's a story for another day. That, okay. is, um, that is how I ended up in art school. Yeah. Nice. So do you believe you're in the right place? I, absolutely. I I love what I do. Obviously, like any other person, uh, there are hard days um, with the stuff we do. But I knew I chose the right path because even though I was stressing out a lot, I loved doing it because I was like, would I rather be doing something else? Would I rather be reading a book on like uh, studying for a medical exam. No, I would rather be stressing over floor plans. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, just hearing you talk starts to perk some memories of me mm -hmm. drawing floor plans. Yes. <laughs> I love having these conversations. It makes me think about myself, in fact, and wondering if I missed an opportunity on that end, drawing, mm -hmm. sketching different things is it too never late too is late. it too late never okay. too late <laughs> nice yeah you never know it just might turn into my third career there you go <laughs> oh yeah so it's your job to convince me into it so your final project you're in your fourth year right now yes senior mm -hmm. okay so you're in your fourth year and you have put your energy and your talents to work on a final project can you tell me what your final project is of course so my we call it capstone um this capstone project uh it's basically a thesis but call it capstone our capstone project is the prompt is just choose an issue that you want to solve through interior design and so what i ended up choosing is um the issue of being a tck and i've always known that i was a tck beforehand and I remember a professor telling me when I was searching for an issue to, uh, to solve um, that choose something that only you can solve and that you can relate to that. I can't do it. Like I'm not as passionate to do it. The other person's not passionate to do it. And so I thought about, oh, yeah, I'm an international student. There are other international students out there. But what makes it different is that I'm a TCK and there's barely any other TCKs around me or at least around my my cohort my class um that are tck's so i was like that's the unique thing like, like that's the thing so i chose being a tck and i delved into the issues a lot more with research because having that personal experience i already knew about the somewhat issues that we go through like every tck goes through um but I delved deeper into it and I found so much research and so many studies and articles written about TCKs and a lot of people have actually um, done surveys. And my thesis question came about with 
61% of adult TCKs, um, based on the study back, done back in 2009, they actually reported that TCKs, 61% of them at least, suffer in sense of belonging and identity crisis in, in their adult years because they never really kind of realized, I guess, realized that they're TCKs and this can actually affect a lot on their personal like life and experiences. And 47% of them actually have this cultural confusion between the, the environments that they go through, the cultures that they go through. And so my question, my, my question, my research question is how do we, how does the built environment help third culture kids to foster a, a long-lasting sense of belonging and also a sense and build a strong sense of identity when they're younger? Because I was thinking, how do we approach this issue? You know, do we approach it when it's already been addressed and how do we solve it? Or do we go to the root of the problem when the issue isn't even an issue yet? So I chose the latter where kids actually don't even realize they're TCKs yet until a lot older and they re- talk to other people. At least I did. And so my research goes deeper into the age, the specific ages where like kids, the TCK kids become TCKs. And when I did my survey with around 120 people, they actually said the most, most of them said that it was around five to 10 years old. That was the age that was most common that most people started traveling around um, different countries. And so that really correlated with Erickson's model of human development. And that model actually goes into the ages of how kids tackle their sense of self in different ages. And age five, which is five to 10, we, uh, we mentioned, age five actually is the time when you start, kids actually start thinking about identity and role confusion. They start to think about who they are and what they are in the environment compared to the environment. And so correlating that back to being a TCK, it's such an important time when we can address the issue and actually tell them, hey, this is okay. Change is okay. And you're being a TCK is fine. So they don't have trouble with having a sense of belonging and also a sense of identity crisis, you know. And we may talk about sense of belonging a lot with TCKs, but if we actually think about it, Maslow's hierarchy of needs considers sense of belonging as one of the like basic needs we need as humans so if tck's like ourselves we can't fulfill that we can't fulfill everything else you know so it's like like it's a domino effect basically so yeah that's that's my (laughs) that's my baby project you know like this is my huge my child I just got done doing a recording with Megan Norton. She mm-hmm. wrote the book Belonging Without Borders. So it's a it's a fairly lengthy book 
dealing with the different issues and it's it's interesting how much yours overlapped and then yes. another one of my guests that was delayed actually until saturday he's he did his thesis as well dealing with certain topics and i notice it overlaps a little bit with uh, age ages that certain things start to develop and and this so it's interesting how a lot of this is tying together here oh that's so great it's very yeah. helpful my hope is that there's parents who start listening yes. who live abroad and have children because they need to then be aware of how their children are and in their environments and uh i think that's super important or or just anyone really the tck's oh, yeah. themselves should, uh, should be listening or be aware i feel like physical space is it remains an important part of our health and our well-being so the space that we're in mm -hmm. really does matter yes i think and how and how do we change that how do we right. like have tck's feel belonged and feel safe in when all our environments are changing when the physical space is always changing yeah my challenge is um practically that how do we make it and right now um my space my project right now is it's it's starting to mold into this like hub this cultural tck hub where people come in all ages, kids, adults, um, they come in and because my survey and a lot of the research I did, they reported that TCKs actually feel at home when they're around other TCKs. And so we're, we're utilizing that with, within the built environment where let's bring in the people, the people fills the space and that's how we can actually have them feel connected. And how do we have people connect? Well, then let's think of, you know, food markets. Uh, nothing connects p people more than food. Um, like music events, TED Talks, workshops, libraries. And for kids, who is our, who's going to be our main target users, um, playgrounds, classrooms that parents can come drop off and then they go to the, like, I don't know, a restaurant, a library, and so kids themselves are also met with other kids of their age. And within that young age, they start to feel, oh, hello, fellow TCK. From that young age, they start to build this stronger sense like, hey, it's okay that I'm a TCK. Because most of us, I'm sure people listening, can relate that we, we found it harder to find other TCKs, at least when we were younger. Only in later in life we found other TCKs, yeah. This has been my space to meet TCKs. It's been mm -hmm. finding guests and and it, it's almost like I don't want it to end in some yeah. ways. Like <laughs> I know that I've got time limits and then my episodes end up kind of long. And I'm thinking, why is that the case? It's because I'm not in a hurry to chase another TCK away. We We really could just talk for hours and ends forever yeah. yeah and it's it's a wonderful thing it's a wonderful human thing that i think we should definitely cherish for sure absolutely so what i mean are there some details like so what 
what kind of things are going to facilitate this? What kind of things in so, interior design are going to facilitate this connection? Physically, the space is two floors and it's like on top of a an office, like an office building and like you have views for days. You know, you can see the Shwedagon Bogota in um, in Yangon and it's like right in the dead center of a shopping uh, shopping mall. So think, you know, it's already a hub. It's already a communal hub full of young people as well. So what we can provide in terms of interior design in this space is we provide a lot of collaborative areas, a lot of collaborative moments where TCKs can come in and they can share a bit of their own life in the space by, hey, like, do you want to go work? There's a there's a workshop on how to deal with, I don't know, like as acculturation when you're just arriving to a new country and then you meet other TCKs there. So that work, this space is a canvas for TCKs to live in. And one of my favorite moments that I've actually um, going to be considering is when people leave this space, there's this final room where it's called leave your mark, where it's a huge giant, it's going to be a huge giant screen and it's going to be a live screen as well, where there are different booths. There are different booths in front of it where people can put their story, at least the short version uh, of being a TCK. And when they submit it on their booths, it shows up in the big screen and part of them stays in that screen. And as you can see, as you can imagine, when a lot of people do it, it becomes like you're leaving your mark in the space and it makes it a sense of permanence where you can always come back to this because you're a part of this now. And that's that we're playing with psychology with TCKs coming to the space. Yeah. Yeah. Sudden, suddenly some ideas came to my mind too about that. Just having dealing with education and technology and utilizing different tools that are, are helping yes. create more lasting experiences for mm-hmm. students in education overall you start to get into the more experiential aspects of things. Uh, I'm not designing smartphones or, <laughs> or third spaces like, like yes. you are, <laughs> but I do think about it a lot when I bring all these students together for an hour and a half is how, how do you, how can you change this experience to give them more of a sense of, of progress, I guess, yes. <laughs> with their education, yeah. uh, leaving a lasting mark for instance, yes. is a very human desire for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. And I think we're in a very lucky time in history where AR and VR is a thing now. And we can use a lot of this new technology we have right now to even like amplify our experiences as well. When, you know, the fact that I'm talking to you on this laptop and you're all the way in Turkey, it's it's amazing, right? So yeah. technology definitely plays a big part within even like built environments and interior design. For me, and I do talk about this in my book, is that technology can be used for good. You know, it can it can enhance the human experience in a way that we're not replacing the human experience. We are <laughs> utilizing things that are going to 
help create a better experience or a more healthy or safer experience for all. Wonderful. It's uh, wonderful that you are doing this project in a sense for us as TCKs. And I think we can really appreciate it. Something that I've said repeatedly throughout the last several (laughs) recordings, and I've had a lot of them lately, is that we're not getting fewer TCKs these days. Mm -mm. They're they're not shrinking. This is not a group of people that is shrinking. This is is a group that's growing. It reminds me of this quote I found um, by socialist Ted Ward. He said that TCKs were um, prototype citizens of the future. And I think, wow, like we are, you know, it made me think a lot about it when if you put TCKs together in one space, um, reportedly, we could be like the fifth largest nation in the world. You know, there's like 200 million of us around there and growing, like you said. It's it's amazing. It is. It's a space that, well, I didn't even think about the largeness of it when I started this podcast. I didn't realize what an impact it was mm-hmm. initially. But as I got involved with private schools suddenly i started scratching my head thinking all these little kids are all tck yes (laughs) all these kids (laughs) all these kids being pumped out of private education in various parts of the world are all tck's So what, uh, what else comes to your mind that you would, you would like to share on the podcast? Anything else? I think, um, I don't have much. I think you've, you really, you really asked everything there is to, um, but I really wanted to share this quote or like this answer that I got um, from my survey when I asked a bunch of TCKs out there in the world um, what reminds you of home and like what challenges do you go through specifically and I'll never forget this one they said I don't tell people the exact date I'm leaving because um, so that I won't have to say goodbye and that hit me like when I read a bunch of these answers I'm like wow you're right like I never knew how saying goodbye can be so dreadful for us TCKs and we kind of just like live through it you know like leaving and like having long-lasting relationships it's such it's such a struggle and it's such a specific style of saying goodbye and that makes us like very unique as TCKs. And I, I wanted to share that. I tell people about that whenever I talk about my TCK project, because that quote really resonates with every TCK, I believe. I think it does. Um, definitely key points. Um, saying goodbye is, is certainly one of those. And there's there's no real A, A B, C, step-by-step way to, to ease the difficulty of saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I've learned that grieving, like the emotions of kind of the death of something is okay. Like you don't have to feel guilty about feeling terrible. Not at all. And, and it's been, it's been hard to watch other people struggle with it because in their minds they're just, they're vocalizing a lot of fears about saying goodbye. Absolutely. And I tell them, I said, well, yeah, that's all perfectly normal to, to do that. And it's okay to be sad or broken up about it. Like we, yeah. we know we, as TCKs, <laughs> we've done it. <laughs> we, well, maybe we weren't told it was okay. That that's part of the problem, depending mm -hmm. on people's experience with that. It's just like, well, but finding out that it is okay to, to, yeah, not like goodbyes or to, to feel sad about it is, is okay. I, I really do appreciate the research that you, you have done and, I mean, it's, it's for, this is your first four years of education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this feels like something larger than that. And so I think it's wonderful that you're doing something for your capstone project, for your bachelor's degree that, that has so much meaning. And I think that's going to take you places. So. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I'm, I feel like choosing this project has opened so many doors for me to like connect with other TCKs. Before doing this, I really thought there was only a few number of TCKs when now I'm, you know, proven wrong. There's like a whole bunch, a whole other world where other people are also de like addressing our identities of being TCKs, like your podcast right now. <laughs> right, right. No, you said exactly my experience in the last several months. Mm -hmm. It's just been wonderful to once I engaged or stepped into that world again, in a sense that, well, I am always a TCK, but I'm engaging with a world that's not familiar with us or, or doesn't care about the terminology or, or expressions. But suddenly I am engaged in, in this world regularly or listening yeah. to conversations <laughs> or recording or editing and looking for others or reading their books yeah, I have learned so much about myself and it's been really wonderful. So I, I can imagine your project has done the same. That's really good. Thank you. Thank you so that much. That is really, really good. Yeah. Um, I asked this question to all young people, if I don't mind sounding my age for a minute. <laughs> of course. I mean, I probably sounded my age the whole time, but <laughs> I like to think that I'm still young. Um <laughs> Couldn't even so, tell. Couldn't even tell. <laughs> right. So where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Ooh. Well, okay. Well, I'm right now early twenties, so obviously it's the it's that big, big um journey that everyone in their life, TCK or not TCK, is going through. So I I think personally what I what do I see? Where do I see myself in five to ten years? Yeah. Oh, God, that's um, the worst question ever. I think for a TCK, it's like you yeah. ask me where I'm from. Well, I have no idea where I'm going either. Yeah, exactly. I'm just floating. <laughs> in. Um, but if I had to give you an answer, I would say I see myself um, meeting a lot more people around the world and not one place. I don't see myself 
rooting myself in one place either. I think we, yes, we talk about challenges we go through as TCKs, but I love being a TCK in the part where I have this like positive perspective on changing environments and meeting people. So the next five to 10 years, I want to meet as many people as I can and hopefully more TCKs. And I want to just experience the world, you know, like just be more of a TCK than I am right now. Nice. I hope, I hope that was a good Sounds... answer. I don't know. <laughs> I love the answer. I mean, I, I am a people person, so I'm, I'm very much into getting to know and meeting people as well. And that's, this is how I do it for now. Mm-hmm. There are certainly lots of places in the world I still haven't been. Sue, I really <laughs> thank you for your time and your project in it. I'm really glad to know you. And I, I really hope uh, this isn't the last time we bump into each other for sure. Of course.